you know when you just do instead of think and do hmm. at the moment we're at the do stage and then probably wednesday or thursday we'll be at the huh this is actually happening or in my case it's the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think i'm quite confused about how i'm supposed to feel about it because yeah. i'm like yeah it's finished doesn't feel like that like a sense no. of relief but then i'm like i don't want to leave yeah i know what you <laughs> and mean and then i'm like i want to stay here or do i want to get a different job i just hide in the glass center forever <laughs> This is Artie Party. My name's Jay Sykes and welcome to our party. We share the work of artists and creatives living and working in the Northeast. Whether grassroots, emerging or established, anyone's invited. Today's guests live with us in the studio are all MA students, MA Glass and Ceramics and MA Photography. From MA Glass and Ceramics, Laura Jones. Hello. Hello, Laura. <laughs> Laura, we met maybe about three months ago now. Yeah, I feel like I've seen you, it feels like every day, but it's obviously not. But it's just been such a nice experience knowing you. <laughs> oh, Laura, a beautiful friendship formed of arts and things. Yeah. Laura has been dragging me to a, a multitude of creative events that I wouldn't have gone to without knowing you. So It's been good fun, it really has. I keep on forcing you to meet everybody that I know as well. <laughs> and, and now you've finally forced your way onto Arty Party and brought yes. a troop of people with you. <laughs> Who else is in the studio? Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, that was, that was very sultry. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard the really lovely deep tones there. I'm gonna, this is John Bradley. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, gosh. John is our <laughs> MA photography. Calm uh, down. <laughs> John, John, please, one more time. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that's it. That's Artie Party. That's <laughs> Again from Emmy Glass and Ceramics, Holly Flounders. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. And also Jasmine Eagleton. Hello. Hello. So I'd love to ask you all, like, how have your experiences of the, the degree been so far? I mean, that's a huge question, but... It's been it's an been interesting journey. Interesting, yeah. yeah. It's more intense than you anticipate it always is you start off quite fast paced I don't know about your course but ours is split into three different modules and you experiment you kind of gather your ideas and then the last module is coming together towards an exhibition so it's it's been it's been really exciting I think I've met some of the most amazing people this year so yeah similar similarish for us if you do ours on the on the full-time route six modules three Theory-based, three practical-based. Yeah, same. Yeah. You have to like pull together as a group to get things organised, I think. Yeah, That's been the main challenge. So is that your final project then, the, the creation of this MA exhibition? Pretty yeah. much, yeah, because mm. we've had to fundraise everything. So. Yeah, it's like a culmination of like everything from the past year. Yeah. You must be feeling so proud. Proud and very stressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely can, more yeah, stressed than A lot anything. of stress. I can agree with that as well, yeah. <clears throat> so you should definitely come and study this degree. You'll be full of stress <laughs> for, for a whole year. <laughs> if you'd like to make yeah, stuff, we're really though, selling it's all right. <laughs> the thing that really all pulls us together is we're all passionate. I think you can't do this course if you're not passionate. But yeah. if you've got inspiration and you like people, do it. We're such a fantastic group of people, we really are. We had a joint module with the glass and ceramics with the photography and fine art. <laughs> and that was one of our very first modules. That was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was the theory. And yeah. that's where we kind of all got introduced. And everybody's really interesting. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll be talking about the, the varying journeys that our creators have taken, their time on board the degrees, and of course, looking ahead to the future and future projects that might be coming out. So if you do want to join in these conversations with our four creatives in the room, with Laura Jones, Holly Flounders, Jasmine Eagleton, and John Bradley, then you can tweet us in at Arty Party on Twitter. That's at Arty with a Y, Party with an I, Y I. <laughs> join in those conversations. On today's episode of the Arty Party podcast, we are discussing the MA Mini Show at the National Glass Centre in Sunderland. If you can get yourself over there sometime between now and the 19th of January 2020, you can go check it out for yourself. A selection of work by this year's MA students at the University of Sunderland in glass and ceramics and photography. A lot of us actually created a piece of work to exhibit. We've got an absolutely incredible range of work that's going to be put on show. But I think what's important is that we've actually had stuff that's actually going to be put up special for this show. It's not just our existing work, but also <coughs> it's a chance to like create something new and fresh that you're absolutely. Really proud of. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, from my perspective, there's a big emphasis on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's the same with us, really. You can either work from the beginning of the year and kind of like build your practice or you can do something completely new each module. I think most of our group have kind of built it up from the beginning and now we have a a resolved, well, I say resolved, nobody ever finishes, do you? That's the whole point of art is it, it goes on. But in theory, a resolved idea by the end of the year. So it's something really strong and not just something that you could just... Whop out, so to speak. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What attracted you to doing this degree in the first place, either glass and ceramics or photography? Well, for me, I did the BA at the Glass Centre, so I knew what it was like to work there, and I just really wanted to continue using the facilities, having contact with the people who worked there, and just carry on being there as a student because it's a great environment to work in. I mean, it's really stressful and it's hard, it's like hectic, but it's really rewarding at the same time because you always get something amazing out at the end. Mm. It's nothing you can compare to a normal degree, if you know what I mean. You come out with something completely different, like new skills and things like that. It's just really good. Yeah, following on from Jasmine, me and Jasmine both did the BA together and then continued on at the MA. And I think it does feel like it's not just a course, it's like a part of your life, I suppose. Like. Maybe it'd be different if we were doing English or psychology and sitting in the library, but we have to physically be there and be physically making and creating. There's always something happening. It's like you wake up and it's not just going to uni for a lesson, it's going to make your work. It has a different impact on us, I suppose, to like... You don't leave it, do you? You don't leave it at the studio. You take it home home and you still contact nature they're organising things for the show but I feel like that's another aspect that you don't really get as much on different academic courses because you're not having to pull together and organise as a group for a show so you wouldn't really come into contact as much outside of uni but we are always in contact we're always having to organise something because we've had to like fundraise every penny for the show and like pay for everything ourselves so that's been a big challenge definitely. Yeah, I mean, the very fact that you've had to fundraise for the degree show. So one of the main things was that we decided to create a body of work as a collective, essentially, and we did several different craft fairs. So the National Glass Centre gave us a craft stand at their autumn craft fair. When we did that craft fair, we won Best in Show, so they gave us another one for free. 
And uh, we also took our work as one collective down to the Hepworth to have a craft fair there as well. So we managed to fundraise a lot of money to basically be able to make postcards. And it's just been a really nice experience because you kind of learn how to almost establish a business and work together as a team. We went literally from designing a range of products all the way to selling and advertising our show and to be honest it's been really fun because of course that element of it is really important not just learning how to do the craft Mm -hmm. but also how to market and sell and as you said to to form together and to collaborate exactly Exactly. do you find that the facilities at the national glass center or john i don't know where you were based we're based over predominantly at the northern center of photography so that's Mm. just over the river from from where we are in the putnam center so the facilities at the NCP are second to none. They are fantastic. I've seen them myself. They're amazing. Yeah, they are Dark incredible. And stuff. Really good. Yeah. Duh. Do you find it all consuming then? Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. I wouldn't yeah, want it definitely. any other way, though. No. I love it. It's what we do, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it, it's so part of us. You don't have to try to put all of your focus onto it because it is. That, that is everything. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. It's, it's just ingrained into your feet, you know. So how do you, do you find time for time off to, to unwind? What do you constitute as unwinding? Because, I mean, when I unwind, I don't really ever truly unwind. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. I definitely do unwind. I like to have time where I'm doing stuff that isn't art. Because I find if I don't, I'm, like, not interested in it. If you, it's not fun anymore, if you know what I mean. If you're, like, constantly doing creative stuff and you're like forced to keep generating ideas it's just not it's not fun anymore it does get a bit especially if you've been working on the same piece or like group of work for a while as an artist i like to try a lot of different things so like trying to focus on one piece after a while you you get a bit sick of looking at it and then you start to pick all the little faults with it and you can have free time like you go home watch tv and chill out or something but if you're at uni and you're like getting into this space where you're getting a bit stressed out I think just making something else helps. Yeah. Like, I'll be getting sick of what I'm doing and I'll just go make something else for a little bit, like, just a little random sculpture and then I'll go back to it and it's like you've swapped your brainwaves around a bit, like you've focused on something else for a bit and now you've got a clear mind to continue what you were doing. Holly, that sounds like you've had a piece that you were really (laughs) fed up of. (laughs) I think it's the piece that I'm showing for the... The show, I'm working with glass and ceramics and my ceramic pieces caused a lot of issues because the way I made them wasn't how you would generally make something. Yeah, it causes a lot of issues. Yeah, so... Playing with the boundaries. Yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm a slip caster, which is... You have a plaster mould and you use the liquid clay, which is slip, to create the perfect shape, but then... Slip castings used because you can get the same shape, exactly the same, over and over again. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was taking the slip cast pieces and then manipulating them and tying them and like twisting them, which is like the opposite <laughs> of what slip casting's for. Mm-hmm. I came into a lot of issues with the stability of it, getting the perfect thickness of the clay so that it doesn't collapse in on itself. And if it's too thick, it won't change the shape the way you want it. So I think that was a big part of like just trying to figure out what I was actually trying to do. Once you've got it nailed down, it's like just making more of it, I suppose. But that was a very stressful part where I'd just be like, right, I'm just going to stop this for 10 minutes, go and sit outside and look at the river or like just go and play with some glass or something. 
and then go back to it and crack on. Play with glass in a safe way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with safety, glo- safety gloves on. Yeah. I remember in uh, one of our seminars a while ago, though, someone had said something about like how you make two different types of pieces of work, one for a show or like an art of purpose or whatever you want to call it, and then another type of piece to sell. Like you're making work like not for yourself, for the people, things that people would want, like cups, bowls, whatever. And then you make, like, an art-based piece where it's not really got a function, if you know what I mean. That's what I try to think of my work and, like, separate the two. If you were to type into Instagram princess.jasmine <laughs> dot underscore underscore underscore, <laughs> what side of you is that? I don't know. I'm just basically trying to, like, show people what I make at the minute and just see if people are interested, really. I'm not really making anything to sell at the moment. I'm just finding out what people like, get myself out there. <laughs> Of course, as, as you're going as an artist, like your work, I'm assuming, is ongoing creative yeah. development and you'll be testing things and seeing what reactions are to it. So it's almost like you're constantly in a stage of research and development. Definitely, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say so. Because every time I kind of go on Instagram, I'm sort of researching because I, I follow a lot of like ceramic accounts and stuff and I'm always just looking at different things, like new techniques, different stuff to try and just doing it myself, really. Because I know a few of you in this room, actually three out of four, not you, Laura, but three (laughs) out of four of you have Instagram accounts. So how do you find social media and being online plays with your own work? I think it's really good for seeing what's out there, just getting in contact with other artists. Because I know personally, like, I've looked at other artists, say, from, like, Israel or something, and they do glass. They're doing, like, slightly different things to what we're doing over here because it's in a different country and they think about things differently. And it's just really interesting, like, the broadness of, like, people who can follow you and they're from, like, different countries and you would have never come in to contact them if you hadn't had that Instagram account. I think that's the good part of, like, the networking side of the art sector of Instagram. I agree. To get that initial gut reaction as to how the general public think of your work blunt as it might sound you know if you're putting out a new piece of work and you you know what do you think do you get it what your initial reactions and it's good to get that instant that instant feedback it's it's People really are good quite honest aren't they on yeah, yeah they are. I, I don't have an instagram so i, I avoid yeah. that but <laughs> it's a bit of a scary concept just having somebody look at your work and just be like well, that's bad. <laughs> I think my heart would break. People never seem to do that, really. I think because there's so many people on there and there's so many people who aren't craft people, if you know what I mean. They don't understand how something's made, so they think something really simple is amazing anyway. Yeah. If you know, so Guilty. Yeah, so that's just... <laughs> I think that's another good thing about merging the art and the social media, especially Instagram. I get a lot of people that are, like, friends from back home that literally have no idea about any sort of art-related thing. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, how did you even make that? What What is a plaster mould? Like, yeah. what, what, what is slip? It makes you feel good teaching people, I suppose. Yeah. Being like, oh, this is, like, my process and this is the way I go about it. I kind of know what I'm doing. Especially because your practice is so subversive mm. and really changes what, what you said about traditional slip casting is, that yeah. different take on the process. Mm. Your Instagram account is May underscore ceramics. Yeah. So if you type in May <laughs> underscore ceramics, you can find uh, find the work of Holly Flanders. How has how's the reactions from other creators been within the university context or within the wider world? How have yeah. people reacted to your different um, practice? there is like there's the older generation of ceramicists and artists on Instagram as well so I do get a few people being like why have you done that like <laughs> like what is the point in slipcasting something if you're just gonna tear chunks out of it and like manipulate it like that and there'll be like a back and forward conversation and then it's like they'll kind of understand why I've done it and then they can share tips with me and I can share tips with them it's like a two-way conversation 
that's one of the good things about it as well. All four of you, do you believe that your art practice exists to break boundaries and existing conventions? I think that mine does. Yeah, because it's technology-based. Well, I focus on taking new processes and kind of using standard old processes like lost wax for example lost wax casting you use it for jewelry you use it for glass it's always been around but i do something called lost pla casting so pla is 3d printed i design something on a computer and use 3d printed filament to make a mold and burn out that instead of the wax so i kind of play on new ideas and i think it's working I think, to the point where sometimes people look at my work and do get a bit confused how I'd achieve and do that. But it's fun for me because I've never actually done any of this before. And I think that that's something else that is quite interesting about mm-hmm. about the courses here. Again, I don't know if this is the same for photography, but for the glass and ceramics, they really want you to play a bit. The first module is all about experimenting and learning new things. And I wouldn't have learned any of this stuff. You know, I, I learned how to model on, on a computer like actual objects. I learned how to print clay. How on earth is that even a thing? Like, it's such a strange thing. It's like squeezing a big toothpaste tube full of clay attached to a machine. It's bizarre. I learned how to cast glass, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without any of the people, the, the teachers, the technicians. The, the technicians are amazing. My colleagues, my peers, you all network together and, and learn from each other and... I do think that special mention has to go out to the technicians because oh, yeah. they, they are... more than the tutors a lot of the time because they're there like 9 till 9 and they're running around doing all the physical stuff. Yeah, the tutors do a lot of the academic stuff but the technicians do a lot of the brunt of the physical work yeah, and the advice that they give to you, that, yeah, is, that is their main role. Yeah, they are amazing. Uh, I love the way that certainly glass and ceramics and photography got this common, almost encouraging experimentation, yeah. almost encouraging really, really pushing that forwards. And for me personally, that was one of the things that really catalyzed me to come on to the MA course because I come from a slightly different background. I mean, I've been a practice-led artist for many, many years, Mm. but I didn't have that qualification. And I was starting to get to a point in my career where I was getting pinched into a corner where I was doing the same thing day in, day out, approaching the same sort of folk day in, day out, doing the same sort of thing. And I thought, well, my work's not really going forward. And if anything, it was stagnating. And that was one of the first things that changed when I started my MA here at University of Sunderland. It encourages you to give you a wider angle on, on you know, on the viewpoint oh. of things. A oh. <laughs> wider angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bing. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but it does allow you to experiment. It does allow you to, you know, for want of a better word, play with mm-hmm. what you're doing to actually get further on with the result that you actually want to do. And for that, it's just been absolutely invaluable for me. Mm-hmm. It's been gold. I'm really, really pleased to hear it. I mean, of course, then you've got the uh, the dark room kitchen, as you call it. <laughs> dark room kitchen. I love dark room kitchen. That's our little black and white traditional tuition space in the Tyne Valley in Ovingham, where we live. It's brilliant. If we've done our homework correctly, which we think we have, we are one of the last surviving public darkrooms down the Tyne Valley. Darkroom kitchen's wonderful, and it's following on from this big renaissance, this big surge of interest that's coming back in with traditional media, with films and uh, Mm. papers. People are now starting to rediscover it, sort of looking at it from like a very much a new technology when technology that's driving it is well over 150 years old. Mm. 
And it's quite refreshing to get people to go, oh, how does this work? How does that work? You know, how do you process film? How do you make prints? You wash it over like these special chemicals and wow, this, you know, these images start appearing. For me, I think that's quite life-affirming, you know, with the way that photography is. That's becoming very strong again. I think that's great. You offer tutoring, that dark room. It's available for hire. That's right, yeah. You do different classes. Mm-hmm. Because of the size of it, it's not a very big dark room. So, I mean, I tend to do one-to-one, one-to-two. Okay. But it's, yeah, it's great. So you can have photo walks with us and then come back and then actually process your film. And then you can print it. So it's a, it's a full circle tuition that we, that we try and do. Thank you. And if you fancy checking out Brad's work, on again on Instagram, I'm reading out everyone's Instagrams today. Apart from mine. Apart from yours. <laughs> Is Brad underscore photo. That's Brad underscore photo. There's Princess Jasmine without any dot, underscore, 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 and uh, May underscore ceramics. As always, a big thank you to our four generous Patreon supporters. It is because of you that we can fund a monthly podcast feed on Libsyn and bring these podcasts to a wider audience than we could achieve alone. So I'd like to thank emerging audio producer Laura Willis, photographic artist Joe Howell, sister Shack founder Tel Irby, and visual artist Stephanie Smith. For more information about all of our Patreon backers, you can head to artyparty.com. That's arty with a Y, party with an I. Yi. dot com. Participatory. Participation. There you go. Well done. Well done. It sounds like, you know, what's the other one that I can't say? Precipitation. Precipitation. Yeah, I can't do it. It's one of those words that it's like marbles in my mouth. Can't do it. Today we're live in conversation with Laura Jones. Hello. Holly Flounders. Hi. So we had to do Holly Flanders, Jasmine Eagleton, Hello. John Bradley. Hello. Hello. Do you feel comfortable and co- like confident taking your next step after this degree show? Yeah, absolutely. As yeah. comfortable as you can be, I think. I think <laughs> really? I, I'm quite nervous about it yeah. because I'm not. I know with Laura, you're very like but I'm, savvy about like the business yeah. side of it and stuff like that, whereas. Yeah. I'm still a bit afraid of like, well, what if people don't like my work? Like, <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah. What if no one buys it? And then like, what if I just end up working in Tesco yeah, for the rest I'm of my on life? That one. But you won't. But you won't be. Though. I know, like in the back of my mind, it'll go fine. But there's yeah. always that bit of what if it doesn't go to plan? Yeah. Well, I think what you have to bear in mind is that you two have just done the BA, so you're like at the beginning of your career. It's the yeah. best. It's the best place to be because you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, you can go and do your residencies. You can go into education. You could go into therapy. You could do. All sorts of things. Just be an independent artist and go and get a studio and make, you know. Even just put it to one side and then you can do it just for joy. There's so many places you can take this foundation that you have now. With me and John, we've been in this for a little while now. I've been in the industry for about five years or so. Been in education and being independent. Like, I've had previous exhibitions. I've we've got a residency coming up, you know. I'm quite comfortable in the field you know I I like to meet people I like to go to things but with you guys you're right at the beginning so you can take what you have now and like fly with it this is very inspirational. Sorry, <laughs> I have your knowledge. I didn't mean for it to be like that, sorry. <laughs> no, but I, I totally get it. Yeah. I feel like we're like babies. It's like still a bit daunting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's okay to be scared, though. Yeah. yeah. I still get scared. <laughs> mm. 
That's I'm so only true. kind of scared that I won't be able to get a career in it. That, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really that scared of like failing and stuff because you come across that loads in your degree and stuff like that. You learn to like to just accept failure and then you just make more. Mm-hmm. Not be like emotionally attached to the objects that you make and in case you break them, things like that. Oh, I'm, I'm the opposite. I get emotionally attached to everything. It's terrible. <laughs> like, I think, was it two days ago, I spent, I think, about three hours just, just polishing a piece and then I put it on the counter and the counter was on an angle. <laughs> and no. No, 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 and then no, no, no. you turn around to get something else and you just hear tinkle, 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 tinkle. And oh. it's like, okay, well, that one's gone. That was part <laughs> of my soul I'm never going to get back. But I think if you don't put your heart into everything you make, you'll never sell it for one. Mm-hmm. But also mm-hmm. if you make something to sell, you'll also never sell it. You have to just make things you love. If it sells great and if it doesn't at least you enjoyed the journey i want to bottle you laura (laughs) (laughs) inspirational advice (laughs) don't take the cork out smells a bit funny (laughs) (laughs) i want to chat if i can about all four of you and your creative practice because we've we've plugged the heck out of this wonderful degree show that you can Mm. go and see at the national glass center but i don't feel I understand your practice so much yet. For instance, Jasmine, you say that your work is very politically motivated. Yes, I'd say so. If it isn't, then I don't know what politically motivated work is, really, if it's not, because it's like forms with images on that I've either made or changed that are like in the press or images that I've seeked out online to use specifically for my work. And then I've just like altered them or made them look funny or put an interesting message on it just lots of different things because it's something that I've done for years I've done graphic design for a lot of years and it's something that I've wanted to bring into my ceramics work mixed media if you know what I mean like having the traditional ceramic stuff and then having like the digital side on it as well and it's on am I right it's on plates or? yeah plates and bowls plates and bowls because it's basically going to be like a set up table with the images on the plates and bowls and it's almost like I'm going to have place cards inviting the people who are on the plates and stuff to the dinner in a way like Boris Johnson and Nigel Farage and Vladimir Putin, stuff like that. All sat around the same table? Yeah. All dining together? Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing for dinner. Oh. It's not like we get to the end of the bowl and then there, there they are in the bottom just looking no. at you. No, like, okay. there's nothing for dinner. <laughs> That's the point. Seems like there's a metaphor that yeah. attaches that piece together. <clears throat> yeah, because the piece is basically about food poverty and stuff in this country, how people are skipping meals, things like that. And that's why I've done it so there's nothing for dinner, because a lot of people don't have anything for dinner. Mm. So... Well, how about your own practice? Because I know that you came from a background of 3D dimensional design over at Manchester Metropolitan University. Yeah, yeah. I did my foundation there and then I did my degree there, my BA, and then went and did my teaching down south. Ventured back here, dragged my family up. So, no, my work's based on sound. I get, like, a bit anxious sometimes. And to kind of bring myself back, I use a mindful practice. I'll close my eyes and I'll just take in the sounds around me So certain sounds have then taken the sound wave and revolved it on 3D software and then created sculptures from them. So, for example, I've taken my cat's purr and turned it into a glass sculpture. I've taken the sound of my car engine because that's what I do when I really, really stress out. I go for a drive, which is the opposite of what some people do. I think driving is the worst thing in the world for some people, but for me, it completely chills me out. So I've turned them into glass sculptures, and if it works, I'll also have some sculptures that you can feel, so you can actually 
feel the textures of the sounds and you can hear the noises that I'm associating with each. So It sounds like a great mixed media piece of work. It is. It's, I'm really mixed media. I'm a ceramicist. That's what I'm trained in. I am done glass before this year. I've never done 3D modelling before this year. I'm a slipcaster. I'm mould make. I do what, what Holly does. But I thought I want to learn something completely fresh, which is the reason why I did this course, is because it isn't just a ceramics course, it isn't just a glass course. And I could go in knowing that I have a base knowledge of ceramics and I could learn something new. And if it didn't work, then I could always revert back to my ceramics. But I mean, I I quite enjoyed it this year. Do you feel like that's the quality that you need to have as being being on board the, the degree show, just the being able to jump into anything and give something a go? I think confidence, definitely. Confidence? Yeah, you need to have an idea and go for it full-hearted because if you don't, then it's never going to work out properly because you're never putting in 100%, so you'll only ever get out what you put in, and if you put in 20%, you'll get out 20%. I think sometimes as well you've got to... You've got to ride the rough with the smooth. Things don't always work the way that you want them to go. And you've got to be prepared to analyse that frustration and where it went wrong. And I think that's the big difference with the MA. You folks have probably found this as well, that if something goes wrong, you've got to try and figure it out yourself. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, It's... (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie, you know, that can be challenging. That can be challenging. the tears and the stress. And And the the shouting and the screaming and the swearing and and all that, yeah, definitely. Although you have technicians that you say are here to support. Yeah. We do. I mean, they are incredible folks. But when it comes to your own practice and when it comes to what you are actually saying with Mm. your art, that's where it has to come from you as a person. You can't really turn around to... X, Y, or Z, and go uh, fix it for me because it didn't. Yeah, it didn't no. really work like that, does it? I think it's hard, especially when you have an idea of of what message you want to put out, and then you can say to somebody that hasn't ever seen your work, you can turn around to them and say, "What does this say to you?" And they'll go, "I haven't got a clue." And you're like, "Well, obviously my message ain't coming through, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board, as it were, and then completely just think of a way to to show what you really want to show." It's quite obvious with my work what it is because I'm putting X, Y, Z in front of you and saying, this is what it is, see it, you know. But like with other things, it's more conceptual. Like with Holly's work, it's more conceptual. A lot of my work is rooted in feminist ideals. I've been working with the idea of like body positivity and body image for a couple of years now. Especially the piece that I've displayed in the show, it's about how societies has this like ideal body type that they want people to be, especially like females. Obviously, I focus on like the female aspect of it because I'm not a man, so I I don't know what the male side of it is. But from a female perspective, we're being preached to and told, and all of the media, everything is telling us to be a certain shape, certain size. This is what you're supposed to wear. This is how you be beautiful. And I don't think that's the case. So I've made quite voluptuous sculptures, I suppose. They're not necessarily figures, they're just lumpy shapes, <laughs> if that makes More like sense. Figures, yeah. Isn't it? So it's like <clears throat> I've got some glass pieces that I'm hanging. So I made a copper frame and then blew the glass into it so it like bulges out between the copper wire. It makes this like curvy, kind of like seductive like surface. Then with the ceramics I have cast cylinders and then tied them while the clay is still being wet so that bulges out as well 
I'm hanging them alongside with the glass pieces as well. The basic idea of it is that the curviness is still beautiful. It doesn't matter if you're like really fat or really thin or like bodies are still beautiful and that's what I'm trying to show with my work. I think if you look at it straight away, you don't necessarily get that message. A lot of my work, the more you look at it, it like it becomes more clear and you can take from it what you want. <laughs> High pieces. That sounds really lovely. Oh, Again, lovely. on Instagram, if you fancy checking them out now before seeing the degree show, <laughs> at May underscore ceramics to check out your work. Thank you. And also, John, as, as well, I mean, you're from a different degree. Rather than MA glass and ceramics like these three lovely people, you are MA photography. So how about your practice? I'll give you a little bit of backstory, very brief backstory in my work. My work looks at environments and space. So for the past nearly 12 years now, actually, I've been involved with a piece of work that I've called People Space, which looks at common and not so common environments and spaces that are all around us, you know, some that are familiar, some that are alien. And the whole point of it is to question how spaces make us feel how do we react to spaces it's actually quite a straightforward piece of work and I photographed those spaces for digestive of the viewer this idea that we're surrounded by space and spaces affect us at so many different levels but this time I'm putting like a little different slant on this I'm asking the question if you look at these spaces how does music affect that as well lots of depictions pictures of civic spaces but On top of that, you are going to be hearing music from a very, very, very unique instrument in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. That's down to my very, very privileged position as being one of the city carolinists in Newcastle. And here comes the inexorable question. That's the person who rings the bell, isn't that's, it? Oh, hey, yeah, that's ringing? absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. I've never met a bell ringer before. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> But what a great collection of works. So we have, as you said, depictions of spaces that are informed by, by music and by this, this practice. And then your work as well, Law, it's very much audio focused. So yeah. sounds that you've connected with in the form of glass sculpture. Yeah. And then political satire in the form of plates and bowls in the case of Jasmine Eagleton. And then the feminine resistance from Holly Flounders, these beautiful pieces that are meant to go, ha ha, look at me, I'm whatever shape I want to be and screw what you think about that. (laughs) What a great like connection of work. It sounds so varied across the degrees. Our degree is, is so diverse. We've got glass artists, we've got ceramic artists, we've got glass and ceramic artists, we've got mixed media. We've also got a massively diverse group. I mean, really? we've, got, we've got people from everywhere, haven't we? Yeah, like Wales, China, uh, Norway. Ireland, Norway. Norway, I forgot about um, Sweden. Scotland. Well. We've got everybody. I mean, and we're all, we're all female on our glass yeah. and ceramics. <laughs> we're all from different stages in our career. Some of us have come straight from BA. Some of us have been working for a long time. Have you found it useful having all these different people, different countries, oh, different backgrounds? Like, in terms of your own perspectives. Practice. Um, obviously there's people with more experience so they've been helpful with stuff for the show and there's been people with cars and things like that so it's been helpful to get to different craft events there's there's also people that have like you guys have helped emily you helped her set up the online stuff i still have not ventured into the land of the instagram but i'm sure (laughs) one of you guys will be able to help me do that computer stuff eventually it's a bit ironic really i work with technology in every aspect apart from social. (laughs) 
Yeah. Which is what you are inherently. I know, it's bizarre. <laughs> I'm not trying to force you into it, Laura, but if I could be that person that opens that door, I'd be so proud. I, I will, I will, I promise. Yes! I, promise. I will do it. Once you get it, you will be like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> Create a whole new life. <laughs> I'm never going to leave the house again. <laughs> I think it's really great with Jasmine was talking about like everyone's different ages, different career points, so we can get advice for everyone, I suppose. But with everyone being from like different regions, it's really interesting to watch people work. Mei Mei is from China and she will always be on the floor making her work on the floor. And it's like, you don't think about that. Like, oh, that's just the way that they work in China. And then you look at Bente's work from Norway and it's very like... Naughty, yeah. Mm-hmm. She has like a certain aesthetic, which is like yeah, totally Norwegian, yeah. Oh, so and it cool. opens your eyes a bit yeah. to like it's not just us. Everyone everywhere, isn't yeah. it? We all have different BAs as well, it's yeah. from all different backgrounds. Not all of us have BAs in ceramics or glass. I think maybe um, might be the only ones. I think you might about be. It. Yeah. I mean, like Laura Marley, she's got really into ceramics this year. She proper she she makes her own clay and everything oh, from yeah. the ground. Like she actually digs it from the ground and uses it. It's incredible. Wow. But she has a fine art degree. It's every background within the arts really we've got. There's a couple of three dimensional designers. There's a couple of people from glass and ceramics there's a couple of people from fine art there's some people from marketing even and some of us are massively qualified but we all we all work together is it the same with photography yeah 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 it is especially in this upcoming show we've got an absolute plethora of different hide she's looking at the query in the, in the intervention of family history We've got Yurt, he's from Thailand, and he's, he's, he's looking at all of the friendships that he's made. We've got, we've got James, who's been doing some absolutely fantastic drone work. We've got Callum, Callum Stamper, his work's called Invasion, Invasion. Photographs can still be considered like, uh, like an historical object. That's, it's really, really That's fascinating really work. Yeah. We've got Sarah, Sarah Winslet, she's been doing work in Washington, Newtown. Her work's brilliant. We've got Joseph Sanders. His work's called Broke. It's really interesting. You need to go and check that out. And um, Julianne, she's been doing work trend on mental health, specifically what how psychosis is portrayed. Mm. You know, it's great just to be surrounded by such enthusiastic, great folk. It rubs off. It's, it's brilliant. It really mm. is. You're all going to stop it. I'm going to want to take this MA degree now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was with you. This sounds wonderful, bringing all of these different people together and, and there must be aspects of collaboration that occur yeah, as absolutely. well as reflection on each other's pieces. Should have, I should have also mentioned Rebecca as well. That, okay. that there's not just eight people, there's nine of us in the, in the show. And Rebecca's been doing a very, very interesting collaboration with a family member, her brother as well. That's brilliant. Sorry, I should have mentioned Rebecca before and I nearly forgot. I thought, ah, I'll... Don't like mind when you do collaboration. Mm. Yeah, you got yeah. it in there. You're mm. like, no, don't let me forget Rebecca. No, no, Rebecca. Don't let me forget Rebecca. <laughs> don't let me forget anyone. No, definitely not. Never forgotten. <laughs> thank you so much, all four of you. Thank you so much for joining us on board today's Arty Party. Bit of a roll call. Thank you to John Bradley, MA Photography, who does at the Darkroom Kitchen. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you to Jasmine Eagleton, princess.jasmine.underscore.underscore <laughs> underscore, underscore, <laughs> on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you to Holly Flounders, again from MA Glass and Ceramics. Thank you. And thank you to Laura Jones. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes. That'll be wonderful. If you it's do been wonderful. fancy finding out more, I'm going to be posting it on our Twitter. This has been Artie Party. Artie Party is made possible thanks to support from the Arts Council England and the National Lottery Heritage Fund through Sunderland Culture's Unlock Strand of their Great Place scheme.